IV Pod. Welcome, this is the Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast. This is an Ivy Pod production. You can find us at ivypod.com. We are Ivy Pod on Facebook. Did I just say that? Ivy Pod on Facebook, Ivy Podcast on Twitter, and mail at ivypod.com is our email. Let's begin episode 63 of the Ivy Alternative Podcast. I, that really didn't come out right. That was uh, rough. Sorry. So everybody just missed out on my failed attempt to do our intro. Bit of a gaffe. I, I, <laughs> oh. I, I thought you were kidding. I started laughing during the middle of your intro. So I was screwing around with a voice, and then I lost track of what I was doing, and it just, just went do downhill from do. there. It'll be fine. <laughs> so how's it going? Episode 63. Yeah. Here we are. It's really good. Going good. We, we, we're, doing it, we're doing it right. We got another guest this week. We already got our interview in the can, so you'll hear that later, but we wanted to hit you up for some things right off the top. Um, I, yeah, this week's sponsor, our fave. We got Music Machine sponsoring this week's episode, John. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah they're the local musical powerhouse in the area. They're out of LaSalle, Illinois. You know, if you are if you have an upcoming event, a wedding, or anything else that you might want, want a DJ for, Give them a call. Um, it, it, if you've ever been to a wedding where there was no one dancing without the right mix of music, an event can really go sour. And we can recommend the Music Machine DJ service. They the uh, tops in the valley. Um, Those weddings suck, by the way. Bad DJ. Yeah, they don't know how to turn it down while people are eating. It's a personal experience I had recently, uh, <laughs> where I was like, Jesus, turn it down. Like this, this just for the. I'm, I'm okay with pumping up the jams once the party gets rolling, but trying to enjoy some meatballs. That's right. <laughs> well, Music Machine, uh, they've been a top DJ service in the Illinois Valley for over 23 years. So if you are if you have an upcoming event, say this fall, and you need to check and see if they are open, what I recommend is visiting their website, mmdjpros.com. You can actually just type in your date, and they'll tell you, it'll tell you right on the site. If, if that date is open, I'll give you their availability. You don't have to call anybody or anything. You just go right to their website, check it out, and that'll tell you whether or not they're open. <clears throat> they, they can do all sorts of stuff. They're, they're open to whatever your needs are. Just, you know, you can even give them a call if you need to, but check them out at mmdjpros.com. That was a, my fast and loose music machine read. I loved yeah. it. I loved every bit of yeah. it. Yes. So here we go. Episode 63. Now Clayton and I, we have the pleasure, thanks to our lovely wives, we are both enjoying a special beer. And unfortunately, uh, you can't enjoy this with us, right. so we're just, <laughs> you have to listen to us talk about mm-hmm. it. But yeah, we just, we have the pleasure of trying out a, a special beer from our favorite new, New Glarus brewery up in Wisconsin. So I know this is an Illinois Valley show, but hey, they got good beer up there. Right. We know it when we taste it. That's yeah, right. they, they, we, we ended up, I requested, and luckily we were lucky enough to get it, the uh, Nuglaris Scream Double IPA. 
Uh, it's from their Thumbprint series, which is something that they'll make one batch of, or one, you know, they might run several batches, but they'll make it for one season, basically, and then see what the reception is, and if it's any good, maybe maybe they'll make more of it in the future. But So their Thumbprint series is where they can innovate and come up with new brews. And this one is the Scream Double IPA. It's a hearty Indian Pale Ale Double IPA, so it's it's extra hoppy. Not even really extra hoppy, John. Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, it's 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 just the the way they they brew it. So that that kind of tells you how it is. I, I'm I'm a beer guy, but I'm not a beer snob. And I think you could probably agree with that, John. Like yes, we know good beer when we taste it, but we're not uppity. Like I'll still drink a Budweiser and be perfectly content with it. I don't put my pinky finger up in the air right. when I drink my beer. Right. Right. I, I know what I'm drinking. Like, if you give me a Bud Light, I get it. It's a Bud Light. It's it's fine, right? Um, I'll make fun of people sometimes for drinking it, which I'm not above that. But if they try to say it's good, <laughs> it is what it is. But this one is... Pretty, Something special about yeah, it. Yeah, it's pretty exquisite. It's 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 got, like, a alcohol content. Of, I think I, I looked on Beer Advocate of, like, 9%. Um, it has a currently on Beer Advocate, it's, like, 98 out of 100 Wow. Um, yeah, so that already like kind of boosts my um, expectations, and and I, I I'm usually pretty honest when I taste something. I'm not just gonna say it's good because everybody else says it's good. And this one, it's it certainly it has this real unique like finish to it. It's it's a little bit bitter, but it it has like a savory sort of like a, almost like a I said to John or when we were talking before we hopped on almost almost like an apple cider or like a really a natural good. Cider. Or as you described it, an apple cider from Bojo's. Yes, that's right. Which actually kind of, I could understand that because when I drink it, it's kind of got that, this is a horrible description, but I just, it's like a natural, it seems like somebody just went out and 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 processed it in their backyard and, and gave it to me. Not not like, that's probably not a good description. <laughs> no, no, I know I what you know. mean though. Like they actually went out and they, they got the hops and the, 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 the barley or whatever else they they make it uh malted barley and obviously clayton's the better beer connoisseur i i just, I just think it tastes good it's exquisite. makes it feel like good the, inside it's, it's got a uh they, they on pale ales they have this whole unit uh ibus um it's a bitterness unit scale and this one actually it's not like off the charts but it's high but it doesn't finish real bittery so before we carry on too long about this it makes my body feel warm inside mm-hmm. it's delicious so if you if you're up in wisconsin you have a chance to try it it's in it's in four packs right now probably running about 10 bucks but um yeah it's pricey it's worth it and this is the kind of beer where you might have one and that's it and save it for another night because you, right. you don't want to have if you're wasting your you time wanna... yeah if you drink more than one in a night yeah, exactly. Just have that. So, it'll give you. It'll get you. Get you a nice little glow, and, and that'll be good. And this is a beautiful lead-in to uh, a rumor I've been hearing. So now we're talking all about this New Glarus uh, beer, which is up in Wisconsin, southern Wisconsin. I've heard some rumors, Clayton, from some people that there might be a brewery-type restaurant pub opening up somewhere in the Illinois Valley. I, I've heard it. I've uh, I've heard that rumor confirmed from a few people. A brew pub, if you will. Possibly LaSalle, maybe Utica, maybe both. Wow. Yeah. I like it. I just hope it's good if beer they need because a taster. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I would yeah, be happy to lend my services. I would um, really like to say that we're drinking their beer yeah. during this podcast. Sure. So I sure hope it's good. I don't want to lie. And like you just said, you're going to be honest. Yeah, I have a discerning tongue. It, it will <laughs> tell you exactly what it thinks. <laughs> so, yeah, if if that's a possibility, I, I just hope that if, if something like that were to come in, that they do it right um, and, and not make it too gimmicky. Just really focus on if you do, if it's a brew pub, make sure the beer, the beer is good. Comes first. Yes. It, that's that's it. If you do that right, and, and obviously all the finishing touches need to be in place too. I mean, but everything it, else should fall into uh, yeah, place. Yeah, if, if, you, they have if, the you, if you're putting good. enough effort in to make the beer taste good, which is hard, you can figure out how to make a decent burger and 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 a, a sure. plate of pasta. There's or people around else. town who can make food right. for you and hook you up. Right. So you don't need to get too fancy. Just make sure the beer tastes good, and then everything. Else I just think good. this is something that the area. The Illinois Valley area has been yearning for. I agree. You know, Illinois, I mean, the Illinois Valley has a long history of brewing. Yes. And there's a, several brands and, and, and oh, I mean, long, I mean, traditional, I mean, long, long history of beer being brewed in the Illinois Valley. So it's only within the last, oof, that beer gave me the hiccups. <laughs> uh, maybe within the last 30 years. I, I don't <laughs> I don't remember when the last brewery closed, but I mean, Illinois, when the Illinois Valley was founded, there were several breweries in LaSalle and Peru, so it makes sense to bring it back, right, John? Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I, I hope this uh, this happens, and I'm going to find a way to get our podcast. I'm going to be like, I'm going to really, I'm going to go to that place when they, they open up like, hey, we're big time podcasts. If you want to be big in the area, you should give us beer. You should. What we need to do is you just need Anything to – I, I know you guys are old and you don't understand what podcasting is, but like we have – we're a big deal. <laughs> yeah, we're like a big deal. So yeah. like you don't need to give us any money. <laughs> no. But you guys no, like just... have a card where we can come in and get free beer or something? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe can you put up a sign for us or something? That's all we're, we're looking just... for. Yeah, maybe maybe they could sponsor our studio. That's that's the uh, the, the the ultimate plan is have I, have them purchase our uh, our uh, our mixer and a couple of sweet mics. We could use three. I think would probably be sufficient. Um, yep. Maybe four, but we don't want to get crazy. And they could they could be our official sponsor and be the uh, the Ivy Pod Studio brought to you by Ivy Brew Pub or something. I like everything about yeah. it. I will be following this story closely. Yes. Let's put it that way. Yes. So that's our, our little our little segment on beer and local. And if we beer. get a little silly by the end of the show, that's because we're drinking nine percent alcohol. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't really get the hiccup, hiccups. It just seemed like I did. I figured so, that was um, a nice way to put it. <laughs> episode sixty-two, we had on Tyler Am from River City Panic, and guess what, everybody. They hit their Kickstarter goal yeah. of eight thousand bucks. Right. Congrats to them. Yeah, they're up to eighty three twenty one right now. Uh, one hundred nineteen backers. They got twenty hours to go. Where we're, we're at recording right now. So we're we're recording Sunday night. This is going to come out what, late Tuesday, uh, right. early Wednesday morning, uh, depending on where you're at. So yeah, they hit their eight thousand dollar goal. Congrats, and and it kind of figured they would. Uh, the, the the passions there, I think the project, 
I think that we're going to have good results. I'm really looking forward to seeing how this all shakes out and kind of the buzz around town here in Ottawa when they start filming because I think it's going to be really neat. John, we we do have to work on um, maybe we should get a hold of him and find out if if, if he was serious when when he brought up the the idea of us actually potentially being in a fight scene. I hope he was. Yeah, I I, I no joke. I think we need to work on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so we both donated, right, John? We did. Yeah, so. We are official backers. Yes, so we will be one of the early people to actually probably view the film, too. I, I'm looking yeah. forward to getting my copy. Yeah, we'll keep people posted on that. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we'll probably have more to say about this in the coming months when they start filming. Yeah, I'm going to keep my eye out. I, I, I know um, they're going to have some – they might be closing down some streets and doing some things around here in Ottawa, and it, I imagine some of it's going to be done at night kind of given the genre, the the sort of the way it's sort of the idea that I have in my head of what they're actually going to do, which could be way off. Right. But I'm looking forward to seeing it and, and nothing nothing but high hopes for these guys. And, I, and I'm pretty sure they'll pull it off. I think it's going to be real impressive with technology the way it is today and these kids being motivated like they are, these guys, and they, I think they're going to be, and they got all the right people, it seems like, in place. I think it's going to be really good. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, more stuff in the Ottawa Marseilles area, kind of jumping towns. Uh, have you heard about the X race? Not until you brought it to my attention, John. Or X Derby? Let's see here on their they call it the their websites xracers.com x with a dash x dash racers.com. Nice, nice uh, URL there, and then they've got a very nice website. Mm-hmm. So this is going to happen in Marseilles. So when I first saw this. I immediately thought of when I was little. I remember going to Spring Valley. Yeah, there was like a boxcar or soapbox race. Oh, okay. In Spring Valley, there's this one hill. uh, I'm pretty sure it was over by where the Verukis is. And they closed off the road. And these kids were racing in these custom-built soapbox cars that they had made. And they were racing. It was a pretty nice stretch uh, of hill. And I remember seeing it when I was little, just thinking it was just so cool. Um, that sort of, I've never really seen anything like that since. Right. I mean, maybe it's going on, but I'm just, I'm just not seeing it. No, I, uh, and I, I haven't seen it either. It, it, it reminds me of like the, the fifties or something like, uh, yeah. like that, that, uh, old school sort of back a in little, the day. What's, what's the old show with the, they made a movie out of it and there's a big scene at the end. Uh, little Rascal. Yes. I was trying yeah. to think of the same thing. Yeah, uh, with the dog and the people. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It reminds me of Little Rascals. So. So with the X-Race, from the looks of it here, they supply the car, the carts. They su- supply everything. The helmets, you just have to pay a fee and you get to be in this race. Uh, you get to you get, looks like two heats. And if you do well enough, you can go on to the, the championships. But, uh, yeah, I, I tell you what, Clayton, I'm, I'm not joking. I'm, seriously thinking about doing it. You should. Yeah. With that hill, Rutland Hill, where it's going to be, it's going to be August 23rd, Saturday, August 23rd from 12 to 5 p.m. in Marseilles. Kind of this is the road coming into town if you're, I I believe it looks like um, coming off at 80. Okay. Yeah, that'll that'll be a little bit, it'll be fun. I can tell you that much. Awesome. It'll be a little treacherous, a little dicey, you know, which... Yeah, <laughs> I want to see if I can get some get a hold of somebody who's involved with this, just to see if uh, 
maybe they'd want to come talk about this because this is this is looks to be a brand new thing. They might have done it. Let's see, except September 2013 was the first. Okay, so looks like they did it last year. Uh, that was, so this must be their second year. Mm-hmm. Huh, awesome. These freewheeling carts will be at least 20% faster, making your racing experience even that much more exciting. Sure. I'm pumped. I'm doing it. And they, uh, How cool will I be when my kids see me racing down this hill? You'd <laughs> <laughs> be pretty awesome. Well, it looks like they're. Uh, you could. You could be. A, you, well, we could. We could be a sponsor if we wanted. We don't have any money, so that's not yeah, going to happen. I, I looked into that. We know. But if of, any company out there is like curious to you know to get involved with this or look them up on uh, x-racers.com and, and there is sponsorship on opportunities out there for you awesome. but yeah really neat looks like they, they got the backing of everybody else like there's there's uh it this seems like it's it's sort of a bigger it's part of something bigger yeah like this that uh, they've just sort of kind of latched on to marseilles in a good way like yeah they got the hill they got the, it's like at the small town kind of vibe thing so yeah pretty neat if I find out anything else, I will uh, let everybody know on a future show because we've got until mid, yeah, what what do we say? 23rd of August? Mm-hmm. August 23rd. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, it's a half-mile course, a uh, vertical drop of just over 125 feet. So Sounds like fun. It would be like when back in the day, John, when we'd rollerblade and we'd go down to the river and you'd have to oh, sl- slalom down. Yeah, we handled that. We can handle yeah, 120 yeah. feet. Well, the nice thing about being on like rollerblades is you can just sort of lay it down and not hurt yourself. Right. You know what I mean? Or I mean, it's the same. If you know how to fall, which you're an expert at, you can handle just (laughs) a lot of things. Just drive into the dirt somewhere. Yeah. Well, yeah. Steer off the course into the hay bale. I I, I try not to hit it head on. I don't know (laughs) (laughs) if that's that's what it's going to be. No, I. It's it's. The course has got some curves in it, but I, I wouldn't worry too much about that. I, I would. You just have to know your lines, right? Uh, yeah, and just not get freaked out and keep your foot off the brake. The best here's here's how you practice, John. I got it. So before you do this, do you still have that old Ford Escort? No. <laughs> you should. Okay. You need to find an old Ford Escort then. <laughs> and here's what you do: you get to the top of the hill, and you turn your car off while it's in neutral, and you just let her roll and you just roll like try to try to ride it down the hill without using the brake and just try to find the lines do you think that's a good idea i, I guess well, the ford escort thing is just i was thinking maybe a bike yeah my i guess bike, my bicycle a bike would be okay but you're okay. gonna have four wheels i know but i i, I think my i I'd be lucky to find that old car. Well, I mean, it, that Escort was kind of like probably one of these racers. It's small. It wasn't tiny, it was but small. it was small. thing was a tank, man. It was a tank. It's a good car. I missed that car. It could go <laughs> 85 miles an hour. I'd be sad oh. now thinking about it. Almost. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I forgot. Do you got Stitcher, Clayton? I do. I, I used it recently uh, on Friday. To, to boost Stitcher a little bit, the uh, iTunes app for podcasts was down. All the podcasts were you couldn't even you, as soon as you opened it, it would close. And was they were having rhetorical question. Was oh well, I'm just telling you. Expecting an answer. Stitcher was there for <laughs> just, me, John. <laughs> that's good. No, that's perfect. That's a good story. Yeah. They, it's always there for you. Right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I mean. <laughs> 
What? I, I was just trying to give you a nice lead-in. I know. I'm just being an ass. Trying to set you up. <laughs> so, got Stitcher? We're on it. So get it. Stitcher is an award-winning provider of news and talk radio for your mobile phone. Stitcher Smart Radio, the smarter way to listen to radio. Huh. We're big Stitcher guys. Actually, yours was better. <sighs> <laughs> All right. So we should probably take a break and come back with the interview. Yeah. So we're going to be coming on here and after the music with Kevin LaFollette. We've known Kevin a long time. We went to school with him, played sports with him, you know, hung out, drank beers. And uh, it's it's cool. Uh, just, you know, Kevin is organizing the Cedar Point Classic, which used to be the Firecracker uh, Tournament in Cedar Point. Softball. It's a big softball tournament. Yep. Yeah. So, But it's kind of funny because I, I was thinking about it before the show. It's like, you know, we played softball against Kevin in that tournament, and now here he is organizing it. And then uh, I don't know if he mentioned it in the interview. You know, Nick Pisha, we played. He was on our team, and he's uh, always been a musical connoisseur, and he's the guy who's organized all the music for it. So... It's like neat to know people who are involved in something like this. So Kevin, uh, Kevin's going to be on here in just a second and tell us all about it. You got any other primers we should mention? No, I, I don't. Uh, if you've never been to Cedar Point, check out the Firecracker because it's it's it shows the best of that little town and 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 it's a kind of a neat event. It's it's kind of it's unique in in what it, what it offers and I think the way these guys are doing it, they're doing it right. And it's going to grow. So, you know, get on board now. Check it out. Perfect. Okay. Well, here we go. Here comes the interview. Now. It is interview time, and uh, this time we've got a guest we've known a long, long time, so it's going to be fun to have him on the show. We're, we're having him on the show for a very special reason, because he's the organizer of a special event. What is that event? The Cedar Point Classic. The place, Cedar Point. The man, Kevin LaFollette. Kevin, welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. <laughs> nice. I like what you guys have done with the place. Looks really good here. Ah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Feels feels like home. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks. Yeah. We we said it before, but we, we've known you forever. It's it's cool. I knew this was going to go well, and we would we'd probably end up uh, rambling about who knows what. Oh, uh, but that's God. okay. That, that's okay. I like rambling. I don't know if you guys have known that for how many years now, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I've been known to do that from time to time too. Kevin, so no, <laughs> Carry we've on. had Just we've a had bit. quite a quite a few rambling sessions over the years, have we not? I would say yeah, most of them incoherent, but that's okay. 
Oh, yeah. Well, we, yeah. That doesn't matter. We don't have to get too detailed on that. So before we go too deep and too dark into your past and bio, let's get, let's get the good stuff out. So, cause anybody's tuning in, we want them to know about this event, the Cedar Point Classic. So fill us in on what it is, when it is, where it is, all that good stuff. Well, so the Cedar Cedar Point Classic is a it's a 14 inch men's softball tournament. It's played at the Cedar Point Park here, right in town. Uh, it is a charity event, so 100% of the proceeds go to the Cedar Point Fire Department. They are obviously the local fire department in town. Uh, one of the cool things about them, they are 100% in department funded, so they do not rely on tax dollars or anything from any you know county organization, anything like that to fund themselves. So, you know, really everything we give to them goes back straight to them to help them continue to operate. And uh, being a Cedar Point resident myself, that's great if I ever should need them. Hopefully not. But, you know, we can help them help me or anybody else that needs the help. Yeah. <laughs> hey, just for the record, uh, do you think everybody knows where Cedar Point is? I don't know if everybody knows where Cedar Point is. I think that we do uh we have all uh, yeah. spent some time here at cedar point <laughs> over the years but and no. yeah not for for our for our non-local listeners it's not the amusement right park. if you google cedar point you'll get an amusement park that's not what we're talking about we highly huh. recommend like a comma il after cedar point Maybe yes. <laughs> uh some say it's the best kept secret south of the river uh, i'm still waiting to find out if that's the truth but uh that's the local folklore here i guess that's what they call it i buy that um, sure. it's a suburb of oglesby um, sure it's just yeah. off it's a right on 71 right how many people reside in cedar point uh the sign says 200 so okay. we'll go with that and that's where you actually live there now. Thought... Yeah, we've been here about two and a half years now. So wow. I did not know that. Yeah, well, you know, I spent so much time in town cleaning it up back in the day that I thought I'd just come live here, I guess. Oh, yeah. huh, nice. Well, you can vouch for how nice it is then. It's beautiful. It really right. is. Um, when you have, I mean, yeah. not only is there, you have the, the, the nice park, good softball diamond there, and there's the Cedar Creek Ranch. And, uh, yeah. Gunsmoke Grill there. That's a good place to stop and eat. Or if you want to go horseback riding, check them out. An unpaid plug there, but hey, deserve <laughs> it. I've, I've gone, I've gone horseback riding out there and eating there, and I can. It's definitely, it's a pretty, pretty awesome place. Nice. So, and you, yeah, if you're thinking about going out to this event, you can't miss it because you're heading out towards it on 71, and you make that big banking turn, and there's the park right there, and that's where the event is at. Uh, yeah. So now let's dive in a little bit. So this is, it's called the Cedar Point Classic, but when I think of this, the first thing I think of is the firecracker, right? I mean, that's kind of what this is or was. Right, yeah. Kind of a carryover. Yeah, so absolutely. It started off, now this would be, this is the 28th year that this tournament's actually happened in this town. And 25 of those years, it was the firecracker classic. One of the reasons that I take part in it now and kind of took the reins and continue to keep it going is because you know i played in that tournament you guys have played in that tournament you know i played for yeah. 16 years in that tournament so it was something that was kind of near and dear to, to my heart i can remember coming even before we were old enough to play uh, my uncle played in the tournament you know and i was like a you know 10 year old bat boy sitting on the bench thinking it was the coolest thing ever so <laughs> it's always kind of been in my heart and uh 
you know, those guys that ran it in their committee, they did it for 25 years. That was kind of the length of time that they felt that they wanted to do it for. And they decided to not do it anymore. And when I was approached, you know, by the fire department, some of the people that I know on the fire department to keep it going, I jumped in and was glad to do it. It's been pretty cool after ever since. So that's great. I mean, I think what you're doing is really cool because my recollection of the firecrackers, the tournament itself and the home run derby and, you know, a lot of people bringing their coolers and drinking and stuff like that. But you've got a whole lot more than that. You've got like music events, you've got food, all sorts of things. What what else is going to be there now? Because there's a lot, isn't there? There's quite a bit now. Um, like you said, we do have the music. Um, so we've got two full days of music planned. I always, uh, just like you guys, I mean, we used to hang out there in the outfield and we'd kind of turn it into our own weekend event. And uh-huh. again, memories to memories, that, that was kind of one of my fun memories. I always look forward to that weekend. So I always thought, how could we make it that way for everybody, right? So how could we make it a little more entertaining, a little more fun? And, you know, I love music and it came to mind. So we just started talking to guys and um, most of it's acoustic. Uh, we have quite a bit of acts. I mean, there's 10 acts that are playing and, you know, we just brought you that said, together you, like you, that. You, you, just... you dropped out for a second there, Kevin. You said all, uh, most oh. of it's acoustic? Yeah, most of the acts are acoustic, actually. Which is okay. um, something a little better, too. We just thought, with it being in the park and, you know, during the day and a little bit of stuff going around, why not have some just good, you know, light, easy listening music where you come to just relax, where it's not, uh, you know, and nothing wrong with a heavy metal band, but it's not, you know, like a, a metal, hard band kind of, you know, beating the bass drum at your chest all, all day long type of stuff. It's well, that makes relaxing. sense. I mean, sure. the central point of the, the, the main thing here is is still the tournament, so... You don't want to take away from that with like a, right. some pounding music. Right. So, so. we just kind of, you know, tried to add to that. You know, a lot of local musicians. Saturday, um, we've got acts all day long. Like from 11 to 1 is is Nez. And uh, from 1 to 3, we have Cody Calkins, followed by Jeff Manfredini from 3 to 5. From 5 to 7, uh, Julio Paul Lopez, uh, also known as Zero, is playing. And then we actually, from... 1130 to 11, 11:30 ish. Uh, we do have a you know full-fledged rock band called Three Day Weekend. Uh, they're performing kind of at night once the tournament settles down and the beer gardens kind of keep going and the food's still around and stuff to you know hopefully keep people staying around and you know having a good time under the shelter. Nice. And then Sunday we start back up again, you know, all acoustic again with uh, Mark Lorden starts at 11 to 1, and then uh, Kurt Funson. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever heard him, but uh, he's really good. <laughs> uh, he's playing one to three. That's kind of a side jab. We all know Kurt. I don't know if the listeners know how well we know him, but we know him pretty well. Yeah. And then uh, from three to five, Kevin Kramer. And then actually uh, another local legend in himself uh, from five to seven that night, Rick Sullins is putting together kind of like a local musician jam type thing where they're going to come out and do some acoustic stuff. He's got like five or six people. He's getting lined up to just kind of do a nice jam session, cool little show Neat. to end the night. Yeah, it's we're pretty excited about that. That seems like it's going to be kind of fun. Just a little unstructured and just, again, just something different that you don't normally see all different places. So That's fantastic. You know what? I, you may have mentioned it before, but just in case, this is July 12th and the 13th, Saturday and Sunday. So 
Yeah. Not too far away. Yeah, uh, about two weeks now. Um, yeah, when this thing drops, this podcast drops, so we're recording this just a little bit early, we should go live right around the 2nd. Okay. So, yeah, you're right, two weeks. About yeah. that, so cool. Yeah, it's a Saturday, Sunday. Um, the softball games start at 8 in the morning both days, so... Even if you have, you know, kids or looking for family stuff to do and maybe your kids are into sports or something, bring them out to the park and you know, just hang out for a while. There's, you know, kids can go to the playground and stuff like that, too. I mean, it's not unkid-friendly by any means. If I, if I, at the last minute here, I put together an IV pod team jacked up with superstars, can I get into this thing? Uh, well, what you can do, um, so this year, so this tournament's a little different in the Cedar Point Park doesn't have lights. For the diamond, um, they obviously have lights under the shelter and stuff like that. But as far as the diamond, they don't have actual lights for the diamond. So we're kind of hindered as far as a time constraint, because obviously we can't play after a certain period of time due to the sun. Right. So we can only have 16 teams and we are full, but uh, we uniquely kind of run. What if I grease well. your palms? <laughs> well, I can put you on the waiting list. <laughs> so um, one of the things we do for the teams Again, 28th year in existence as a tournament. If you're in the tournament, you're guaranteed a slot in that tournament until you don't want to be anymore. So we kind of grandfather the teams in. So, you know, 17th year, me playing this, right? I've I've had a team in this thing for 17 years now. And it's nice. And and people look forward to that. So it helps me as far as putting it together because I kind of already know that I've got, you know, 14 teams really on the hook almost every year for it. And then what we do is I kind of do a first come first serve off of the waiting list. So I give those guys a chance, you know, that we're on it last year. Are you wanting to get in? Yeah. All right. You're in, you know, everybody moves up kind of like a Cubs season ticket holder in a sense or something. Sure. sure. So, I mean, if you want me to write you down, I'll put you down. Yeah. I was just BSing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we have a loaded team. <laughs> I think we I don't can, have a team. I don't think got we could nothing. bring back uh, an old school softball team from you guys. I, I, don't I would love to. Actually, I do want to play again. But uh, little Phelps, I think I, I, I'm Phelps in the uh, team back in uh, action or what? The old Phelps team. Yeah, that'd be fun. We were pretty good back in the day. Yes, you guys were. I don't know if we'd stand a chance in that tournament because it is a uh, pretty stiff competition. If I know right, so you know what? Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I I was just gonna say you you the, the the it seems like when I've gone out and watched it's just like there's there's a couple of elite teams not like super super stacked or anything crazy but I mean there's some really good teams that play in this every year. You kind of get those teams uh, that put together teams. You know you're always gonna have those guys that want to win and want to win at all costs. So unfortunately you get some of those, but for the most part you get nice lighthearted guys just having a good time. You know. Right. Game's over. They're at the beer garden drinking beer, messing around, giving everybody else some, uh, you know, crap and stuff like that, right? Sure. Yeah, that's the equalizer. You know, you got the beer gardens there. The beer. So when you're, yeah, you're waiting. You're waiting for your next game, and you're drinking. And yeah. Well, well we had thought about, uh, you know, having to slam a beer before you go to bat and stuff like that, but then it was getting a little too, uh, you know, <laughs> wiffle ball-y or something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that would be very Illinois Valley, I guess. If <laughs> so, do, does, do the do the locals mind this event? Local do Cedar Pointonites. The Cedar, uh, I think they like it. You know, I mean, it's been going on for so long. From the people I've talked to in town, I mean, they always look forward to it. Um, it brings people into town, which is always good. Like you said, we do have, like, the Gunsmoke Grill. 
And there's also uh, Corral Inn, June Bugs, which is another little bar restaurant in town. And they get some traffic off of it. Um, people stop by and you know leave for lunch or whatever. So everybody seems to be you know liking it. I mean, there's no it's low key. You know, nobody's running through any yards naked or anything like that that I know of. I guess so. <laughs> Maybe I did see a right. streaker out there not that long ago. Maybe four I, four or five years ago there was a streaker before you. Yes, were she it. did. Yeah, yes, she did. I remember that well. Uh, old uh, VP, we'll call him. <laughs> <laughs> I want to throw him under the bus, but I know who he was. <laughs> I know who it was nice. too. Of just having trouble. Yeah. Okay. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Left field, the right field, straight across. He was like a gazelle. I re- I remember someone saying, "He's so fast." A, a short, white, naked gazelle. Yes, yeah. you're correct. <laughs> see, that's the kind of things you could see. Um, cover your kid's eyes, but yeah, it's good times. So let's see. So I'm just looking at our dock here on some of the other things that are going to be there. You got food and drink. You got Larry's lunchbox. You got, what is this? Jay Adore? Mm-hmm. Jay Adore. Truck? Yeah. And actually, uh, Jay Adore actually just, he opened a restaurant. It's a panini and crepes, I believe, in Spring Valley. Um, do you remember where the, oh God, I don't know what subway version it is in the valley, but it's the one that's like behind McDonald's. Yes. So th- yeah. that's not Subway anymore, but he actually opened a restaurant in that building. Okay. Yeah, it's been that sounds a- good. Yeah, it's been over about a year. He's got really good food. Like I totally recommend at the food truck, get his gyro. I mean, it's like a five dollar gyro, and you could feed two or three people off this thing. I mean, nice. he gives you he gives you some food. Do you get he's, the he's is there feta, feta cheese and and pepperoncinis if you want I don't them. think it's feta. I think it's just the I think it's just the gyro and maybe some onions and a tomato the cucumber and then, uh, sauce. Yeah, I think you can bathe in that if you want to. It gives you so much. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Sounds good. Yeah. And then so I I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just say all the drinks that uh, you know, Euclid provides Miller Lite, Coors Light, uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade products and then you know for kids or anybody that doesn't partake in the adult beverages, you know the Food trucks have Gatorades and sodas and waters and everything like that. And there is a little and, uh, playground there too, so um, yeah, it's actually kind of good. It's an old an old school playground um, that I think um, what I see kids seem to really like. So if you do yes. want to take the oh. ch- children out, it's a good good place to go. You know, there's so many things out there for them to actually like skin their knees on or like you know maybe get dirt underneath their fingernails, and it's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. I see. I see. Here, you got tip boards out there too. Well, yeah, it wouldn't be an Illinois Valley event without gambling, right? Well, of course. Uh, yeah, we and we have T-shirts for sale, tip boards. Uh, we're gonna put a bat, softball bat, for some of the teams to kind of raffle off a tip board, cash boards, fifty-fifty drawings, stuff like that. So it's usually pretty fun. Nice. Uh, one of the yeah. things I want to do uh, down the road to grow it and make it more family-friendly is I want to start making. And a little more about kids, too, because, again, like I said, you know, I started this going here when I was 10. And, yeah, it was cool for me because I like to be on the bench and hang out softball. But what if dad's playing and mom comes to hang out and the kids are there and you guys have kids? You know how they're they get restless, let's say. Right. Um, I'd like to do like a kickball game for a half hour with the kids and let them run on the field and play a you know a couple innings of kickball, maybe get them some T-shirts or a fireman's hat or something just different to get them involved and you know or maybe a little trophy or you know everybody gets a trophy now so something like that 
Yeah. No, I tell you what, that I that I think that is a fantastic idea. If you if the kids are there and they're seeing the games going on and then you allow them thirty minutes on the actual field, they'll think they're like you know, that they'll just love it. Right. They'll eat it up. Yeah, and that's kind of my vision for it. So uh, we're we're still uh, we have the idea. We just um logistically didn't get together in time for this event. So we're hoping that next year we can kind of roll that out. Very nice. That's a good idea. Yeah. And there's been talk of like trying to rent some uh, bouncy houses or, you know, something out in the outfield to, to keep kids more involved and, you know, help out with mom, especially, you know, dad's playing yeah. and stuff like that. It's so. got to be tricky, though, because, you know, it's all a charity event. And you want to make sure as much money goes to the firemen as you can. Well, right. So, so that's kind of where some of the constraints come from. So uh, if anybody listening wants to, uh, you know, put their name on something like that, we'd be uh, more than happy to sit down with you and talk about it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Like, yeah, the, the the bouncy house brought to you by whoever. Ivy Pod. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, if or, only we had money. Yeah, right. Money. By, by, uh, well, you have plenty of sponsors. We'll drop some names, right? <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Awesome. Would, would the you could, you could have the fire department bring one of their trucks out there too for the kids to look at? Oh yeah, uh, they actually do bring one uh, now. That since we've done it the last three years, they do bring a truck out there, and they actually. Um, this year, they purchased the truck last year with the money we raised for them. I, I saw that, yeah. So they're actually going to uh, put that on display so that people kind of can see, you know, where the money actually went from the tournament. So they're going to probably, I think they're going to pull it up out in, like, the tennis courts, which are out in, like, center field. And just sure. kind of, like, nice sign out there that says, you know, hey, thank you. This is what we got last year from all your donations and, and right. thanks for coming to the event type thing. Well, I, I think I read in a News Trib article or something that they, they took the fire to Utica for a brush fire or something and mm-hmm. uh, burn, burned up a truck and... So they yeah. ended up all their all their general fund money went towards buying this new truck. Yeah, yeah, so. it's exactly what happened. So yeah, it was kind of cool. I mean, well, you know, it's good that to... they had the money to do it, and, and it's not like you guys this event paid for a whole new fire truck or whatever. It's not a big uh, right engine, it, but I mean it's something, it and that's great. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. It's, it's a win-win. Yeah, it's cool to give back to them. I mean, they're all good guys. I mean, they're all volunteers. Uh, they do it, you know, just like you and I. They we all have jobs, and they do it you know, after their job or during their job or, you know, it's, it's nice to be able to give back to those guys. My only, uh, my only gripe for you, Kevin, is you, you don't have a website. You don't have a Facebook page. <sighs> We're getting there. You, you don't We're, got nothing. I just told I you. I try to Google you Cedar Point Classic <laughs> and all I hear about is roller coasters, <laughs> which I like. Well, I, I do like that. I told you we the best kept secret south of the river, didn't I? Yes. Oh, right. You're trying to stay that way. Huh? <laughs> no, nah, eventually we'll get there. Um, we're third year into it. We're, we're getting our legs as far as us running the tournament and kind of knowing what we're getting into and stuff like that. So we're starting to get the ball rolling on stuff like that. There's definitely conversations that have been had that we need to kind of get out there and, and push the word a little bit, you know, <laughs> especially things like this. Uh, yes. We appreciate this. Oh, yes, I just... oh, yeah, no problem. Do what we can. You can you're, tease you're, me oh. all you want, John. I don't mind. You're going to have <laughs> to hold back all the IV pad pod fans that are going to show up. So <laughs> I hope so. We're going to have to put up I another fence, who was, right? Who was joking? I, somebody was saying, oh, you guys should do a, a live recording. 
I think it was Paige, Kurt Funson's wife. Uh, yeah, that's right, because he's going to be out there. She's going to be out there like, yeah, you guys should do a live recording out there. I'm like, eh. I think that would be great. I think we need an IV Pod booth set up out there, and you guys just like. Oh, yeah, right. Just play by play <laughs> the whole tournament. You guys should come out and be the announcers and do like play by play for the tournament. Okay, games. I'll tell you what. That would be awesome. <laughs> let's, but... let's do it. We, we, need to, we need to get the gear to set up our, our live rig. Um, That's part of the problem, right. yeah. We do need the gear. But, uh, oh, I like it. Well, see, we're, we'll look at it for next year. I mean, you guys can always come out, and we can set up a microphone, and you can do play-by-play there, right? That's That'd be great. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk. Cedar, we'll talk. Cedar Point, the Ocho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this is the best we could do. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, let's 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 let everybody know about this real quick. So again, Saturday, Sunday, July twelfth and thirteenth, Cedar Point, Illinois, fourteen-inch men's softball tournament. All the money goes to a good cause. This sounds awesome. Um, Kevin, you got any other stuff going on around the area you you want to hit up on before we before we throw you out of this nice place? <laughs> I, well, you made it so nice and so plush for me. I don't think I want to leave. To be honest with you. <laughs> I don't know. We did the circus the other day. I mean, how I saw you there. John. Yeah, that was, it was weird. Uh, it was weird. You're right. Was, no, I mean, it was weird that we just kind of stumbled into each other. We were just talking. I hadn't seen you in forever. And there you and are. And then we're talking about doing this podcast. And here we are. We just stumble across each other at the circus. Walking in <laughs> right next to the elephants for Grand Island. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I I thought it was a good show. No, I thought it was a good show, too, actually. I, I, uh, I found it oddly hilarious. Areas how much adult humor there was in the show, actually, from the um, boxing uh, low blows to everything else, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, so was it Clayton, under just the big top? I brought up their website. It's called the Carson and Barnes Circus. Okay. It was over at the airport. Okay. It was, yeah, it was a good show. It was, and it was cheap. I, I, had, I got the kid. The kids were free for me. I found some, where was that? News and booze in the valley. And I got some free tickets for the kids. Yeah, it was it was actually it was a really good price and a really good two it was like two and a half hours long. Wow. Yeah, it was long. It was a lot longer than I thought. When they went to intermission, I was like, Oh, I thought it was gonna be done by now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So very good. So if you're out there and you 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 wanna take your kids to something, if the circus comes back next year, which I'm sure it will, uh, check it out. It's yeah. a good show. Yeah. Uh bring- except there was, I had a Oh, I'm sorry. No, what? go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say I had a big problem because one of my boys, well, both my boys wanted to ride on the elephant. So I took them down there, get the tickets, and then one of them chickened out, and then the other one went ahead with it. And then, you know, we, we you know, he rode it. We went outside, got some drinks. This is all during intermission. Came back in. And of course, now the one, the other boy who, uh, who chickened out, now he wanted to ride the, the elephant. Well, it was too late. Because the show was starting back up. Oh, no. Yeah, we had some issues. We had some tears. Oh, jeez. You know what, though? Looking around, John, there, it's fun to say this because it's the circus and it's supposed to be happy. There was a lot of kids in tears at that thing. Like, I know ours, <laughs> there was a few tear times, and I don't know why, but there was just tear times. You know how kids are. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It happens. Yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, you'll get there. Just you'll keep, be there soon enough. Clayton, I, Kids cry at the circus. I don't know why. I I'm, I would have cried my my uh yeah my ass off. I I uh it's clowns and whatnot. No way for me. <laughs> I I wouldn't have lasted like four seconds at that thing. I wouldn't even have attempted to ride an elephant. So 
<laughs> I'm surprised you didn't ride it, John. Yeah, I was too cheap. I didn't want to spend any more money. What was that going? <laughs> uh, once they get you in there, it's kind of like you're at like a, a baseball game or a concert or oh, something. Yeah. I mean, once you get past that gate, there's no turning back. It's fifteen dollars oh. for an ice cube. So just think about <laughs> yeah. it, though. What, what, how, how far away is that elephant from? Like, is it in? Like, are they Indian? You know, are they from India? They're Asian, probably, right? So, so they bring this animal in that weighs a couple of tons from across the planet, and you're complaining <laughs> that it costs a few bucks for your kid to ride it. <laughs> We're American, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. Was it more than $10? No, it was exactly $10. Okay. Well, that per- was the price. That would be my cracking point. Like, if it was over 10 bucks, I'd be like, all right, you're on to something, John. But I would have done the same thing as you. I would have been like, you know what? I don't need to ride it. But what if can. it came from... What if it came from Mars, Clayton? Is that worth twenty four year? Or yeah, how's dude, that I work? Would, I would ride a, um, a Martian elephant for sure, but <laughs> well, I would do that too. That's different. <laughs> It'd be miraculous. Well, think about it. it's it's one of those things where it's like this is pretty amazing that it's been going on a long time, so it's not that foreign to us, but it's kind of neat. They just bring this animal in. They're like, hey, you can ride it for ten bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and your how old's your boy? He's, he's I mean he's Still young, yeah, six, six. Yeah, six. So that's you hope that'll stick with him the rest of his life. You gotta, bucks. you gotta see it though. I mean, they pack the kids on there like I mean, they're riding that, the bus. There's like is 10 that what it is? That what it's like? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> that's it's cool. not you on your own, man. There's a right. big little they don't platform just, up there. There's not like a saddle and like you just kick him and he goes. It's no. like a, it's like the Pope mobile almost okay. on top of there. I, I that's mean, what I'm picturing. <laughs> That's really neat, though. I, I the the whole idea of like the, the you can go up to the Peru airport and hey, they're elephant rides. Yeah, hey, Peru airport, they're bringing in talent these days. Well, right. What's yeah. the uh, Godsmack and and Buck Cherry? Yeah, yeah, that's for the second second uh, Legrados concert. The first one, I can't remember the guy's name. Country dude. All right. The Buck yeah, Cherry. Sorry, country. Yeah. Just just for I, I gotta say it just because I. I, I wouldn't walk across the street to see that band. I hate that band. I hate that song, that one song. Oh, it's it's all that's wrong with America. You just lost every Buck Cherry fan. They just turned that's off the podcast. That's good. I'll, I'll, I'll leave them, man. It's terrible. I'm just, just putting it out there. You, you guys that's remember that song about the, the, the girls being, you know, loose? Real loco? Yeah. <laughs> Not I'm trying to find who's the uh oh, Thomas Rhett. Oh. Country singer. He's the first concert. So When's that one? So just just for the might as well share it. I don't know. Oh. Just look it up. <laughs> totally unprepared. No, I looked up their Facebook page and I can't find anything here. Uh, oh see, yeah, you, you don't need, see you don't need a Facebook page. See, that just proves my point. Here now. That's why I we're the guess. best kept secret. Too fast, didn't you, John? You guys talk. I'll find <laughs> well, it. She's he's verklempt. So, what do you think of Buck Cherry, Kev? Uh, you know, I don't really have a opinion for or against him. Okay. I, I, I can't say that I've never not been in a cover what are band. You, a politician? <laughs> oh, no, well, but they, they had an album when we were like nineteen or twenty, twenty-one. That was probably it wasn't like horrible or anything. It's just yeah. there's one. One particular song that I, yeah. I I I just couldn't shake it. I couldn't get away from it. I heard it everywhere, and I hate it. 
So <laughs> I just marry them with that one one jam, and that's it. They're done. They're they're it's it's over for me. So we don't allow the word hate in my household. Uh, <laughs> earmuffs. Really? So. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. Did that come from school? You're not allowed to say. <laughs> I, I don't know. We just there. I got it. She said the first. Let's see. The first concert Sunday, July 13th, featuring Thomas Rhett, Cole Swindle, Drew Baldrich, and Brushville. I've heard of Thomas Rhett. But that's it. I've heard of none of them, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Well, my Amanda, my wife, listens to country non 24/7, so I've. Uh, I can't, you know. I used to be like, oh, I hate country, but you know, uh, you listen to it. You listen to enough of it. It's like, okay, some I, of it warms up, you know. Yeah, I've warmed up to it. Country has changed quite a bit over the last decade. It's not really country anymore. It's more like soft rock. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's been yeah. pop infused. Yeah. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's the new pop. The other one looks like it's a le- uh, August sixteenth, maybe August. 16th, yeah, is the rock show. Nice. I think, is it probably the first time that they've actually done, like, a heavier show, right? Uh, Yeah, actually, I think it is. I I can't think of a time that they've had a hard rock show, which I think is cool. I I hope to see, I'm curious to see what kind of a crowd they get. I'm not going to go. Not any more than the Cedar Point Classic. No, God, no. I can't imagine they'd even get half the amount of people we're going to get. Yes, so if you were thinking about going to see God, Smack, and Buck Cherry, how about use that money and put it to a good cause and support Cedar Point Firemen. Or one of our sponsors. go to the Cedar Point Classic. Yeah, well, yeah, one of our sponsors, but yeah. Well, I, I, think, we're, I think we're about up on our time, unless you've got anything, any other messages you want to shout out there, Kev. <laughs> no, I think we're good. I uh, appreciate you guys for having me on and let me, you know plug the tournament and you know hopefully everybody comes out and you know thanks a bunch guys uh it's kind of a little dream fulfilled i'm an avid listener you guys and uh i always wanted to dabble in a little podcasting so yeah. i appreciate Neat. it glad thanks. to have yeah. you on kevin maybe next yeah. year hey. we'll, we'll do yeah. it again absolutely whenever you guys want i'm always willing to jibber jabber yeah before you go do you have uh, any uh any social media you want to pimp out uh no i think we're good no. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I'm all right. You don't have a nine one nine hundred number we can give out? Well, nothing. Uh, it's uh, nine hundred GMC trucks or something like that, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, thanks, Kevin. Yeah. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. This is awesome. Check out the Cedar Point Classic, everybody, and we will be back here in a second after some music, and yeah, we'll be right back.
All right, we're back, everybody. <laughs> Boy, Clayton, this beer is really good. <laughs> John's hammered. Nine percent, one beer. John's done. I'm done. Yeah, he's cooked. <laughs> uh, well, that was a fantastic interview. Yeah. Thanks again, Kevin, for coming on. Right. Cedar Point Classic. Check it out, everybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to get out there for the show and, and, and. Me too. See, see some of the music acts and the softball games are always real competitive. They have really good, good teams and it's, it's fun. Like it's always entertaining. Indeed. Mm -hmm. Well, we've got something a little bit different. So this is our 4th of July. We didn't even mention it before, but happy 4th, everybody, because this episode's coming out on the 2nd, I think. So, um, yeah, happy 4th. So to change things up a little bit, we're going to play a clip from uh, we're going to actually play two clips. We're going to play a clip from 2011, our pre-4th, or no, actually, it was like right around the 4th of July. We did an episode. We've actually been consistent. We've been recording consistently right around the 4th. This must be our sweet zone for recording mm -hmm. because we've got some, we've got like content on every 4th for the last like three or four years. Right. So we're going to play a clip here, two clips, one from 2011, one from 2012, just some of our little comments on what was going on at the time. Uh, the last two years so yeah so if you're ready here it comes and we'll have some thoughts and we'll move on so here it comes 2011 it was the um <clears throat> are we going to jump right into the uh news tribune story or? might as well do it <clears throat> um it did seem like the adult beer fest or the beer garden as it was stated in the article from the news tribune i think it was Rodney Perez, he's the new alderman, one of the new aldermen in Peru, correct? He had some, he just thinks that it, it's, he doesn't necessarily like it too much. <clears throat> From where, I, my perspective, he, he mean, pretty much how he described it is correct. Yeah. So, I don't know. He's, he's concerned it's becoming too much of a beer party and, uh, it's bad exposure to the youth of, of the Illinois Valley or Peru and LaSalle, whoever comes to this show, they're seeing all these people party it up, and they, he thinks feels it's a a bad, uh, bad thing for the area. So. He says it's nothing more than an adult beer garden, which is better than just a regular beer garden, I guess, where the kids come. But right. <laughs> right, right, yeah, I would say so. I, would uh, I, I think there's a lot of truth to like his statement. I, th I think th there are probably some things where like, it, it is a pretty big celebration, and maybe maybe the Peru police can't necessarily keep up. I don't really know, but I think there's some truth to it. But like you, you have kids, so I mean, having kids and 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 going to where you did, did you feel like you were was it was it overly dangerous or was no. it? No, and that's why I I read this article on the News Tribune. And I was so tempted to comment because there was a lot of people on there commenting who supported what he said. And then there was a few people who uh, didn't agree. And, y yeah, you know, where I come from from this, I mean, it was only a few years ago that we were going, or I was, anyway, going down there just to enjoy the adult uh, aspect of the Water Street Proof Fireworks. And I, yeah, now my value, you know, not my uh, values, but now my interests have changed because I have kids. So, as a result... Yeah, I'm not going to go over to the beer gardens anymore, but nonetheless, I can still go down to the water street, find a spot, and enjoy the fireworks. So that's why I was a little bit put off by the whole notion of so, like removing it from it. You, you you think it would be a negative if they moved it to a different location? Yeah, I do. I think it would change. Well, I think it would change what it is. I mean, I'm I don't 
it depends on what you want it to be. It, you know, it's been down there at the Water Street uh, area now for quite a while, and it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. You know, there's been some years where it's not been bigger than others, but I'd say uh, this year was definitely probably one of its bigger compared to uh, previous years. Just there was a lot of people down there, um, and it. And I'm not gonna argue against what you're saying or what he's saying. It is big party. The beer gardens are huge, and there's a lot of people who go there for that. Right. Um, well, that's the thing. Like you say, beer garden. Yeah, I, I think one of the funnier things about Peru, it's like that that day, it's almost like the laws just sort of just wither away. Like you can walk with an open container anywhere in town. Well, I don't know if anywhere, but if you're south of Route 6, say, you yeah. can just carry an open container of beer and no one's going to bat an eye. And I, the part of me is like, oh, that's awesome. But then there's the other part of me that's like, well, maybe not. I mean, you could just openly drink wherever you want that day. All of a sudden, I don't know. Is that a bad thing? I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I haven't I, really. I, I didn't see any any out of control behavior. I didn't see anything that I thought was negative. If I was, if I if I had problems with people drinking, I might have. But I was I was at a bar, so I, I did see one dude need medical attention but i don't know if that was alcohol related or not but they actually had to bring in the uh the old gurney and uh, to wheel them out of the uh, off the patio yeah um, but i guess i guess maybe it's just a bigger issue that bothers me it's just in general about things these days it just seems like in so many ways we try to regulate things more and more and more and mm-hmm. and we kind of forget about the fact that it's a uh, you know free country where we can do what we want and to a certain extent of course I don't know. It's it's it to take it away. I mean, hey, if you don't like it, then then don't go to that area. 2012. Yeah, speaking of fireworks, that's a perfect segue mm-hmm. to our one of our topics you had here, proof fireworks setup. This is now last year we had this big deal, you know, we made about cuz uh, you know, there was talk of eliminating alcohol down at the fireworks in Peru because it's just a big party and Moving it, excuse me, moving it to different places. I'm I'm sorry, too many beers. Um, oh, really? The, uh, no, not really. But, but the end result of it was they had a thousand foot kid friendly zone uh, down at the river near Maze Lumber. Uh, I actually was in that area when I watched the fireworks, and I can tell you, I appreciated the the thousand feet. There were no loud, obnoxious kids swearing and where yeah, I, I, I did a tour of the uh the obnoxious kid area um the <laughs> teenagers drinking area and i don't i'm not a very good judge of age but um there appeared to be a lot of uh, raging underage kids that seemed and appeared and were openly drinking you know you'd be surprised i think it's we are sad to say getting older clayton because i was just at high v in peru in the alcohol area Getting some booze and like these two guys. What, up. <laughs> what's that? And like a fourteen, what appeared to be a fourteen-year-old just yeah. bought booze. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it was like I looked at them and laughed because they were just, you know, I just it looked weird to me. They looked like they were exactly like fourteen, fifteen years old, and it's just like, wow, I am getting old. That was the assumption that I actually made when I saw the people. But we walked down, we did like a lap before the fireworks, and we just were like, yeah, there's no place for us. Let's let's go right back up. And it was packed. I expected there to be less people because of the heat map, but it appeared to be pretty busy to me. Now, come on. You're leaving out a very important piece of information. Oh, I hadn't gotten to it. So when, <laughs> <laughs> I, I see on the 4th of July, we're, we've been trained that 
if you have beer, you can just carry it, you know, about town uh, will, willingly. You know, and you can open can can of beer and a koozie. So me and my wife were walking up the hill, and and uh, the 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 cop was at the top of Putnam Hill, and he's like, "Hey, you need to dump that out." I was like, "Really? <laughs> Since when?" <laughs> so I had to dump my beer down the sewer. I didn't give him any guff. I I knew they were trying to clean things up, and we weren't hammered or anything. We got I mean, it was so hot you could. I mean, I had a you know a couple beers if if any, but I mean we brought down just a couple for us, and I don't even think we drank a whole one in, in the time because we were only down there for like 15 minutes. Um, we walked down with him, walked right by that officer. He said, "You can take him down, but you can't bring him back up." And we're like, nah, "All right, fine." So I got disciplined <laughs> by the police. So nice. We're back. All right. We're back. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> go ahead. You go. Well, yeah, we're sorry. we're back. We we uh, yes. What'd you think, John? It, it's funny to listen to ourselves. Yeah, it is from long ago. It it certainly is. Get to hear about Rodney Perez. Yeah, good old Rodney. Yeah, he's a. Uh, I'll tell you what. He he can be kind of loud and cause a ruckus, but I tell you what, it was kind of a controversial thing at the time. But I think they it's helped clean things up a little bit I, down I, I there. I think they actually did it right because they didn't do anything dramatic. They they didn't have any hard and fast rules. They just sort of cleaned it up without having to do anything crazy and and sort of without having to actually do away with anything. Exactly, either. like everybody sort of got 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 their way. And maybe some people would have taken it further. Maybe, and maybe maybe some people didn't get what they wanted. But I think in general, I think it, it improved the overall quality of the event. I think they they did a good job of like just sort of making sure that it didn't get too out of control. And it didn't become a uh, booze fest, if you will. And and I never right. really thought that anyway. I mean, there was always people drinking, and it was a you know pretty intense party night. I, I don't know if intense is the right word, but there was always a lot of people you know throwing down that night. But it never really seemed to me to be too out of control. So no, I don't think so. I mean, maybe we had a couple years like that, but. Like when, when when it went crazy, we, weren't, we weren't there. It was after or whatever. You know what I mean? Right. And we were obviously 21. Yeah, of course. <laughs> no, what kind of guy would walk down to the fireworks, walk right by uniformed police officers, underage, holding a can of beer, and just drink it right in front of the cop and, and, and not think anything bad would happen? The <laughs> comment you had in that first clip, though, about the guy on the stretcher or the gurney. That make that just cracked me up. Just the way you said it. Yeah, it was really. I hope I hope the guy's okay. Well, I assumed it seemed. I mean, he was happy. He was helped so quickly. I think it was just like a heat stroke or uh, like one of them kind of situations where he he sort of collapsed, but it wasn't. Who knows? Actually, I, I yeah. Now that I listened to it, actually, maybe maybe I was insensitive, but yeah, that was kind of funny. I. I just remember thinking, like, oh, there down goes one dude. <laughs> I hope he's all right. <laughs> no one else seemed to be too concerned either, so well, maybe we're all sick. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> hey, Clayton, you got a wedding coming up? No. Do you? Video dance? DJ dance? Um, I, DJ I'm dance. hoping to go to a video dance soon, yeah. I would love to. Actually, they don't do video we dance, should, so should I, should stop bringing, I should stop bringing that yeah. up. But, hey, if you need music, music machine... If you got an upcoming event, I would definitely check them out. The mu- Music Machine. Uh, we have had some first-hand exposure to the Music Machine at a well. I guess it's not recent anymore, but we saw them at a wedding. Uh, they do all the music at the Dreamwaves. 
and they've been DJing for over 23 years and can handle anything. Weddings, parties, charity events, or dances. You can find out about their availability right now on their website. Just go to mmdjpros.com. They're 815-223-6635 is their number. Check them out. Music Machine, longtime sponsor of the Ivy Alternative Podcast. We thank them for their support. Yes. yes. So what else do you want to cover on this show? Well, We've hit up a lot of stuff, a lot of good content. Yeah, I hope I hope everybody enjoyed those two clips. So we, we both got kind of a kick out of listening to them. So, but, yeah, it, there's is, – is there any – And but speaking of that really quick, though, there hasn't been anything in the news – locally about the fourth like anything out of the usual uh, just what time is your town's fireworks right. show and move on there hasn't really been anything crazy going on so yeah i think ottawa's still doing the um like community sponsored fireworks where they have a non-profit that raises money to pay for them okay. cruise sounds like everything's the usual. you know nothing's the usual thing i don't think i i won't be visiting water street this year for sure i'd like to but yeah, Just, well, gonna, uh, there's plenty of good shows around the uh-huh. area to see. Yeah, and it's and if it's not, fun, go to one of those tents and buy your own fireworks. Right. <laughs> we talked about that last year. I never, I don't think we ever did get an answer to how they're doing that. Do you remember getting an answer? I don't think we did. What about the fireworks? The those tents, the tents that they are putting up around the area, <laughs> yeah. where they sell what I thought were illegal fireworks. Oh no, I don't. I don't think we did get any answers no, or anything I don't like think that. We did so well. We could carry on. About oh, that. I, I have a contact at one of those. I'll have to uh, check it out. Oh, okay. Well, may, maybe. I think I, you said that. I think you said that a year I ago. I did. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, that sounds familiar to me. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what else are we gonna do here? Well, let's. Should we jump into podcasts? Yeah, we even had a tweet for the week. So yeah, let's do some pods and tweets and wrap this baby up. Okay, well, the only podcast that I would mention, I mentioned them last time, the previously called The Nerdy Directive, one of my favorite local gamer shows, uh, they went on a break and they've come back. They're now called The Revcast, and um, it's a good show, good gamer show if you want to hear some local dudes talk about video games. I like it a lot. Also, Quest Update is another good gamer. Actually, I take that back. Revcast is kind of more all things geeky and nerdy and quest update is specifically video games both of them very good and i would have to tell uh i want to shout out to brody the host of quest update because he recommended a game called ghost recon phantoms which i went ahead and followed up and downloaded it because it's free and it's fun Mm -hmm. and so thank you for that recommendation it's always good for the ps4 no actually this is my first time ever uh, I use Steam. You ever heard of Steam? No. Steam's a big deal if you play games on a computer. It's probably the number one way to purchase games if you play games using a, a computer. Okay. It's got everything. And they've got all these awesome deals all the time. And it's nice. It's organized nice. And, yeah, cool. that's how I got it. Yeah, well, so. neither of us were computer gamers ever. Really, right? No, not no. We're not all really. console. We're both console guys. So yeah, I could see. You know, it, it makes sense to. There's I the power of a computer. I I just I never never quite understood why gaming didn't take off on computers. But well, I think some would argue it's better. Actually, a lot of it's 
it, the, the computer gamers would argue with you big time that gaming on the computer is best because you can build up your computer with all these crazy specifications and do things that a console simply just can't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so games can be at their maximum potential on a computer, but it gets really expensive if you want to have one of those computers. Right. So I've just stuck to the consoles. Well, right. So has most of people, but that sounds like a kind of a neat neat thing. Ste- Steamer, you said, right? Steam. Okay. Hmm. Well, that. I, I don't have to say check it out because if a gamer is listening to this, they've like they've probably checked right. it well, out. Right. I'm naive, obviously not. Yep. You just lost all your cred. Yeah. It's not, not. No street cred. No gamer street cred for you, no. Clay. Nope. Uh, I had a couple <laughs> pods. Uh, it just just something I, I checked out today. Common Sense Podcast by Dan Carlin. He also has a podcast called Hardcore History. I haven't had a chance to listen to Hardcore History, but I listened to Common Sense today, and, and I kind of I, I, I like it. It's it's uh, sort of a political uh, geopolitical podcast about just news and what's ongoing in the world today and just sort of a down home sort of well common sense perspective on like what will happen what could happen if if this if x happens then here's this could be a potential outcome kind of thing really really neat dan carlin is is it seems like a he's got a nice a good voice and sort of a calm demeanor and and it's not inflammatory or super uh overcharged with um political directives like he's not backing one side or the other he's just sort of speaking on like what his sort of general view is and in in and i kind of get the sense from him that the the whole idea that history will repeat itself he sort of embraces that sort of concept and and just sort of pragmatically looks at things and says well when this sort of thing is going on this is typical outcome that you could expect if if you allow this to happen this is what potentially will happen if if you intervene and you do this then this is what could happen and and it's really neat and i, I kind of I, I like his vibe and I, I like the way that he sort of spells everything out it's really neat i've heard from several people that his hardcore history podcast is spectacular and he he does like eight nine ten hour podcasts or or episode like maybe several episodes on just like the mongolian up empire and it's all these stories and everything you'd want to know about about those kinds of things. So um, sounds good. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, the, the common sense one was just like with the recent stuff that's going on going on in Iraq uh, with the, with the insurgencies and all the stuff that, that you know, anybody who's paying attention knows about it. If you're not, good for you. But it, it it was kind of a really unique kind of take, just sort of the kind of along the lines is I don't know if you if you watched Vice News at all, John. No, it's, it's I heard kind about of similar, it, but... like kind of reporting where it's like we're not saying that anybody's bad or good. We're just saying what we see, and yeah. that's kind of what I got from him, and that's what I appreciated about it. Sweet, yeah, good stuff though. We had a recommendation for pods this huh? week. Yeah, from one of our special listeners, Mr. Jay Roach, who actually is coming up in the tweets of the week. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so he recommended the Gilbert Godfrey podcast. Because he interviews old actors and musicians. Sounds good. I haven't heard it. I didn't know he was doing one. I think I might have a hard time, though. 
I have some issues with his voice. Oh, I hate his voice. So, I don't know. Uh, I think I I'll, could, I'll give it a listen. No, I'll I, I listen. will too. He he was vilified uh, just a couple years ago. Oh, because of the Japan tweets. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The the tsunami stuff. And he he lost his gig as the uh, Aflac duck exactly. or goose, whatever. And he he was he, was he a micro machines? Uh, no, 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 no. So. That was the guy from wrestling. No, that's a different guy too. It wasn't Mean Gene. No, looked like Mean Gene. Looked like Mean Gene. <laughs> <laughs> I'm way off base here. Yeah, uh, whatever. Gilbert Gottfried's been around forever, and uh, he I've heard him on podcasts with with other comedian types. And he's he's really funny, and it like that's his shtick. Like that's all he's doing. He's not trying to offend anybody. That's the whole thing. Like the ultra sensitive people that just judge immediately and say like, "Well, you're bad because you said this," and it's like, "Oh God, come on!" Like so, I, I'm sure that's. I'll have to check it out because I'm sure it's really good. See, like, and I yeah. love the like, I love taking in any kind of old like this guy was famous from like 1974 to 1986 and he did x y and z and you find out mm-hmm. like oh yeah that was way before my time it sounds like that person was somewhat of a big deal and then here <laughs> here from right. him now and you're like it's kind of neat you just sort of get a little more perspective on like how things were or, or weren't or whatever or how people and just cultural culture in general it's it's, it's good stuff so we'll have to check it out Yep, I will do. Is it Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast? It must yeah, be. Yeah, he's got um, you know, Paul Schaefer on. Uh looks like from like maybe a week ago or so, a week and a half ago. Huh, um cool. Dick Cavett and some other folks that I haven't heard of, but that's uh I learned from uh listening to Mark Marin's podcast WTF. Uh the guests that you haven't heard of oftentimes are the ones that you should listen to. Because there's a reason they're on the show, and a lot of times it's more interesting than the guy that you've heard of. Can yeah. you vouch for well, that, John? Uh, yeah, I would definitely vouch for that. Like uh, WTF's a good example of that. There'd be some or some big name star who comes on there, and it's just it's not too interesting. Yeah, it can be real boring, or they're they're somewhat guarded. And then you get right. some guy on there that you've never heard of, and you're like, that guy's amazing, like really neat. And then you you seek out their whatever their art is or whatever they're putting out there, and and you get to take it all in, and then you you get you feel like you've been exposed to something new, and that's kind of one of the fun things with podcasts is there's so much out there that that can be taken in and listened to and knowledge and just insight and stories. It's it's part of the fun. So why else would anybody listen to the Illinois Valley Alternative podcast? Right. We'll always keep you uh you know up to date on what's the the latest happening in the pod world. I'd like to think, although I I'm I'm doing my best to try to you know every couple of weeks I'll be like all right all right I want to go look and see if there's something out there for me. And that's the thing <laughs> I think uh there's so much good stuff that we couldn't possibly listen to everything we want to. True. Yeah, there there is. There's so many, po- there's tens of thousands of podcasts out there, so it's hard to find them all. And that's, again, I mean, we mentioned it before, and this is just, this isn't just a plug, this is the truth, that Stitcher, their recommendation system is pretty darn good. If you go and you listen to podcasts, and then give them thumbs up if you like them, give them thumbs down if you don't, and then you 
favorite them onto your playlist, they track that stuff and they their recommendations are based on that, just like Pandora. And it's very good. They have a good algorithm. They seem to, as good as they can do, and nobody else is really doing that. Yeah. At least not that well. Well, it makes so sense to nice. me. It'd be kind of nice if they integrated audiobooks, um, because I yeah. see kind of a crossover between the audio audiobook like genre, and 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 it it doesn't necessarily have to be like, all right, this book was published in paper, pen and paper, or paper, and and you could listen to it as it, it you know maybe the author reads it. You know what? I, I, I agree with you completely, but at the same time, for some reason, <laughs> maybe this is just me, but on This American Life, they always do that when they do, uh, what's the, uh, Audible? Audible.com. Yeah. yeah. They'll say, oh, Audible thinks that, uh, listeners of This American Life will like this book. And I think to myself, how do you know what I freaking like? <laughs> you don't know what do I like. Do you have an algorithm? Like Stitcher? Yeah. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know. Don't be telling a lot me of the times, those are the, it's like some, and, and you hear it, and you're like, yeah, it does sound good. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I, I know. I, I, uh, I, I'm pretty sure uh, one of one of the books that I listened to. It, this probably goes back maybe two or three years now. Was from one of those same reads where I actually went into Audible and I downloaded the, the audio book and actually got the paperback version and then. Than the audio, audio version because the once I got the paperback version I was like this is way too long I'll never read yeah. this so I listened to the audiobook so I'm a big yeah. fan of Audible actually since yeah I'm thinking about making the move it's, it's, and it's, starting to listen to some stuff it, there's some things I want to hear it's worth it's fifteen I think it's like fifteen bucks a month and you basically get a book for that so and they're a they're an Amazon company too if I if I know right well Amazon bought them up yeah. yeah. They're buying everyone. Well, they're getting they they're doing it right, John. <laughs> I just want one of those friggin' quadcopters that they're going to start doing deliveries. I could go on and on, so I'm not even going to get started. Yeah. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> well, I I was on a jag about the books. Um, for fifteen bucks, you get one book a month. Like, and if, if if say say you you do that right, you subscribe and you pay the fifteen bucks a month, right? So whatever that works out for the year, one hundred eighty dollars. And you listen to 12 books and you can be like, yeah, I, I read some books this year. I read 12 books. That's pretty good. You know, and, and, and then if you want to buy more than that, if you're a subscriber to the one, basically one book a month for 15 bucks, you get another 30 or 40% off the list price. Maybe it's 20 of every other book too. So if there's a book on there that you want to listen to for another 15 or 16 bucks, you can get another book. So it's actually it's a pretty good deal. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to check it out. Oh, yeah, I have all kinds of books that I could recommend, John. I really do. This. Well, if we do, so there you go. We we should talk to them so then you can recommend books yeah. that is part of this the plug. Yeah. Hey, we actually had a tweet this week, Clayton. Oh, yeah, Tweet of the Week. Yeah, can you believe mm-hmm. it? I mentioned it before, Jay, Jay Roach. This was pretty fantastic. It had me cracking up. You want to read it or should I read it? I'll take it. it. Um, yeah, this is from Jay Roach. It's, I listen to at Ivy podcast for terms like, sounds like she's a bigger woman and to find out what's going on in the area. <laughs> this is his, his Twitter handle is at J can chew, uh, J A Y C A N C H U. This is from June 26th. Uh, yeah, sounds like she's a bigger woman. I must have said that on a podcast recently. On the last one. Yeah. 
Yeah. What were we talking about? <laughs> you were talking about the uh, Pat Ari Shafir. Oh podcast? yeah, Ari Shafir with Pat, comedian Pat. Yeah, it did sound awesome. like she was a bigger woman. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he listened to that that podcast too because I don't I don't know Jay that well, but I have a feeling that like just there was something about that podcast that I think that he might appreciate. I don't know. It's just it just was it was just so bizarre that. I don't know. I don't want to make any assumptions about anyone, but uh, <laughs> it was good. All right. Good stuff. So. Well, that's a uh, we're running really long, and I think that's going to be about a show. Yeah, sounds good. I, I enjoyed my uh, Scream Double IPA from New I've got my final sips here. I'm yeah. just just kind of even even when it's even kind of getting warm, it's still delicious. Yeah, all uh, what is it? 85 IBUs. What's that? That's the bitterness units. I don't know what the I stands for, though. Who the heck made that up? All the uh, the people that... Is that a beer advocate thing? Uh, no, it's it's like a... It's a super beer thing. Um, well, like <laughs> a, a super, a, a beer, super thing? beer like this, Like the people that are, like, really into beer. Oh, okay. They're, you're not just... They, they talk about... Like, chain. if you're really into pale ales and stuff, it's a... It's it's a thing. International bittering units. So and the, the, there's like a lot of brewers out there Sounds trying to like push. They want to make it as bitter, like like try to you know go off the scale kind of thing. I don't like that. No, I don't like it at all. I, I agree. That's not. But the this point. is good. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what's that's what making me really tired. To be honest with you, I'm ready to you know lay down. Yeah, me too. Actually, <laughs> I gotta. Uh, Gotta go finish uh, the last half of, of an episode of Homeland, Ooh, okay. and then I'm going to bed. So, all right. Well, hey everybody, IvyPod.com is the gateway for all things IvyPod Illinois Valley Alternative Podcast. From there, you can link to our Facebook page and our Twitter page. And you know, hey, it's not too late. Throw some money at the face uh, Facebook that the uh, Kickstarter for uh, River City Panic. Well, it might yeah. be by the time this drops. Yeah, I guess so. But and thanks again to Music Machine for sponsoring the show, and that's about it. Yeah, good episode, John. Happy Fourth. Okay, I'll tell you what, that would be awesome. <laughs> let's, but... let's do it.